At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the program. It's Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host live from Las Vegas, your other host live from Denver, Colorado, James Salinas. James, happy Monday. How are you? Happy opening day Monday. That's what it is out here in Colorado, in particular here in Denver. I'm talking baseball for the Colorado Rockies. It is opening day 2.0. It is a perfect day out here. This feels like we're going to get a new start out here when it comes to baseball and uh, talking about the Rockies. So happy Monday to you. Happy opening day to you as well, Pritch. What's going down? Oh, a lot. Had a great weekend. I hope you had a great weekend as well. Um, I tell you what. Uh, that's all Colorado has right now, the Rockies. I mean, <laughs> the Nuggets and, okay, the Broncos. I don't know what the optimism is, but certainly let's get fired up about the Rockies right now. Absolutely, and, and I think it's a. We're talking about baseball real quick. It's night and day. We yeah. know how how just how horrid the Rockies have been on the road, and just the opposite when they come back home. So when we get to some major league baseball content and looking at a couple plays today, I think we might have a little angle there with the Rockies game as well. All right, look forward to that. Um, MRI news on Trey Young. Uh, he was going to have that MRI performed this morning, and the MRI uh, revealed a bone bruise, uh, James, um, with that situation with his ankle. Um, he will be probably probable, I would imagine. I mean, he's, he's the type of kid to me, James, um, that, okay, let's get some more tape on it. Let's stabilize that situation. Uh, I'm going to go out there and play for my team, though. He seems like that type of player. Oh, he has to be. He knows he is. He's a, he's a gamer. He's a competitor. And he's as young as he is, he is definitely the, the leader of that team and facilitates everything offensively because you know when he's not going well or when he's not out there. And we saw what happened to them in the fourth quarter when he had to go out, had the lead going into the fourth quarter. And by the end of the fourth quarter, now I know Trey Young did come back into the game uh, after a four or five minutes stint. Also, I had to go to the locker room, et cetera, coming back in, though, clearly not himself and needs his needs his wheels underneath of him. So let me mm-hmm. ask you this, Pritch. Yeah. From a, a bone bruise perspective it's different obviously a sprained ankle you're talking about ligaments and a lot of swelling that can take some time and maybe that's more of a hindrance I'm not sure I've haven't had a bone bruise I've torn everything else I've torn cartilage <laughs> ligaments labrums cracked vertebra you name it I've right been, anything I've that could tear you tore it. <laughs> I've torn but I've never had a bone bruise and in particular if you're talking about it in your foot any experience for you with the bone bruise or you've been around plenty of players during your time in the NFL and in college when you're talking about a bone bruise is it more so the pain versus the injury because I think obviously it's injured but going forward now can you do anything to kind of play through what that pain feels like with the bone bruise yeah that's the question right there I mean he's going to have some uh, pain certainly James uh, that he's gonna have to deal with uh, so pain tolerance, I, I think, for Trey Young, uh, going to have to investigate that. Uh, it's, it's probably good news that it's not a significant tear, like in terms of a sprain, uh, because those, you know, that's going to take more time to heal. I think from a bone bruise standpoint, uh, from my experience, James, it's been because of a collision or two. Uh, this wasn't really a collision, but then 
it was a significant sprain or or um, uh, an angle of the foot or ankle, if you will, in terms of the injury. So I don't know what happened to trigger a bone bruise unless he actually collided with the foot as well as the court. Um, or did something else happen? Did he collide with anybody else? And, uh, okay, that got aggravated once he stepped on the official's foot as well. So uh, it could be anything. But a bone bruise is something that's going to have some pain to it. Uh, and certainly Trey Young's going to have to have the ability to overcome that. Have to play and fight through the pain. But that's the biggest difference. We talk about this a lot, right, Pritch? We're right. talking about pain versus injury. Right. Now, when you're injured, yeah, you're definitely hampered, but you can create more damage when you are injured, such as an ankle sprain. You know, those ligaments have been stretched, and you can always exacerbate that and re-aggravate that during, during when, you're, when you're out in the court competing. Now, with the bone bruise, I think that's probably going to take some more investigation, not only playing through pain. The kid will be out yeah. there. He's a gamer. He knows. Game four now. They're just a couple wins away. Need to get back into the series, and they, everything's right on the line to get to the NBA Finals, but playing through pain is one thing can he do any damage more damage to it and then ultimately seeing how does he play out once the game starts tomorrow for game four we know how explosive he is and he mm -hmm. needs that drive and push off of that off of his utilizing his feet and getting those wheels underneath of him is there any hindrance i think that's something that remains to be seen that's the beauty of being in game betting right now because he is so pivotal to that hawks offense he does everything not only scoring but everybody feeds off of him nobody else can create shots for themselves on that team aside right. from trey young so more to see we'll have to watch in game tomorrow once it progresses yeah it's like uh their bingo dauber uh, was down uh, after trey young uh, got injured i mean he's everything like you mentioned the confidence as well james uh so we'll look forward to that it's betting across america and we are presented by betmgm i'm mike pritchett your host live from las vegas your other host live from denver colorado the mile high city uh is james salinas james uh we have uh game one of the stanley cup finals the montreal canadians versus the tampa bay lightning tampa bay's trying to repeat as champions uh, and then you have the Montreal Canadiens on cloud nine, back on cloud nine. A very, very hot hockey team uh, going into game one tonight. How do you see this uh, game and uh, what do you think uh, of this matchup? For the series, I like Tampa Bay for the series. Couple concerns for me, though, going into game one. Number one, thinking from just the uh, the impact for Kucherov and how healthy is he or how injured is he? And that's the one thing in hockey. We don't get practice reports. We don't get injury reports. Everything's an upper body or a lower body injury, and they're all game time decisions. We have no idea to what extent. He, you know, he was back out there in game seven, took that shot in game six, did left early first shift. Now Never came back in game six at New York. Did play about 16, 17-ish minutes there in game seven. Didn't, didn't Obviously, nobody got on the scoreboard. The only goal in that game, in that game seven contest, was that shorthanded goal. But that's an injury that I'm concerned about for Tampa Bay for game one. I think the other thing that I'm concerned about for Tampa, and like I said, I like Tampa Bay to win the Stanley Cup. They're the better team by far. But game one. What do they have left after Game 7? And not just Game 7, but the the grind that it was through those seven games against Barry Trotz and that that New York Islander defense. I mean, that was that was an exhausting series, and it was an exhilarating series when you're talking about the, the competitiveness of it through seven games and great games to watch, great games to bet on. And I think here... Now it's, in a sense, not an immediate turnaround. They have had two days off to rest, recuperate. But I think from the energy that is put out there and the intensity level and the emotion that goes into a Game 7, and especially a Game 7 to get to the Stanley Cup, which mm -hmm. that was, 
Uh, to, to replicate that and just to turn the switch back on here now, what, 48 hours, and it's then 72 hours later, roughly, uh, to where they're going to play back out there tonight. I just don't know if it's going to be a switch that Tampa can turn back on that quickly. And thinking about the other side with the Canadians, I mean, well-rested, very confident, and no one expected them to be there except for probably the guys in that locker room for the Canadians. And at this point here, again, you know, uh, laying a uh, uh, plus 200 or so, so a $2 plus dog going into the series. So again, thinking that no one expects them to be there. No one expects them to also win the Stanley Cup. I don't think they're going to be able to win it, but here in game one, sitting at plus 165 or plus 170, just thinking about where the mindset is and the emotion that went into that game seven right. for the Tampa Bay Lightning. I just don't know if they can turn that back on. I'm kind of liking the dog in this spot. Okay, it's plus 180 out here from Montreal. Uh, you know, certainly looking at at that one too. I'm intrigued by that because Montreal certainly they've been that hot team. Uh, not a great regular season, but it doesn't matter. You qualify for the playoffs and and then you get it done. I mean that's what Montreal has been doing. Uh, they had a pretty tough uh, series in round one, but then after that, I guess the Vegas series was kind of tough, but not really. Uh, I thought Montreal really controlled that. Um, and Vegas was fortunate to, uh, to win some games there for sure. Uh, but here's a hockey team, James, that's riding on cloud nine. I mentioned that. All the pressure may be on Tampa Bay to repeat. Uh, then, like you said, flipping the switch uh, after a, a grueling series against New York. All the, okay, we have to get ready for this young, scrappy, fast uh, hockey team from Montreal. Yeah, and, and the pressure was on Tampa Bay to have to win that game seven. Now they right. had the, the comfort of playing in Tampa and playing on home ice and tight game, competitive game, you know, only goal came off a short, <laughs> short-handed <laughs> line change in a sense and smart play of how they were able to sniff out that those three defenders really going all to the puck in the corner. But here, yeah, I think pressure is one thing, talent and skill, and also having been there and done that is another for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And I think that's just something about championship medal with teams. And I usually don't like to back teams that to, to say that, yeah, they're going to go back to back. It's hard to repeat in any of these sports from years a year as far as being a champion and here for the lightning to be the Stanley Cup champions again uh, but just up and down that roster I know Kucherov that is a concern but you got Vasilevsky in goal and mm -hmm. tremendous goalkeeper just like Carey Price is on, on the, the other, other side, side right? here you're right and we're looking at these numbers I think probably what I, I've been debating for myself what I want to do with this series I'm not going to lay 250 260 where it stands I just don't lay prices like that but there's other ways to get involved and we've been doing this throughout the, the Stanley Cup playoffs with a variety of series Pritch is trying to figure out if I like a certain side then where do I like this series to go how far do I think this series is going to go can this series go I, it's not going to be a sweep I think I, again I liked I kind of like Montreal in this spot now I don't get quite as good of a straddle out here in Colorado like they do there at the South Point and some other shops there in in Las Vegas when it comes to the buyback price but plus 170 ish is about the best price I see right now on the Canadians and I think I'm going to go that route just from what we said kind of the just the emotional that was put in to game seven hard to replicate that and just uh, kick kick it back kick get a kickback started again yep. and get back out there as competitive as they were. But looking at the lightning, can, how far can this series go? So we can just, we can think about that. And if the Canadians win this first game, I think that's where right now the lightning in six is plus 400. The mm -hmm. lightning in seven is plus four is also plus 400. The lightning in five is plus 350. I think the, I think the Canadians can definitely get at least one, if not two games here. So with that said, lightning in six or lightning in seven uh, plus four, 
four on each of those four dollars getting back here i'm kind of looking that way but i think i might wait and i okay. might wait just because i really like the canadians in this spot if the canadians win game one we're going to get adjusted series prices not only to win the win the cup but also the exact the correct series result and we'll get better prices back and i'm always looking for for better plus money so that might be the route that i go here i may not do those correct series results until after game one. You know, James, I was trying to look for all kinds of angles in this one from a series standpoint, too, because, okay, you had the Canadians traveling to Vegas. Uh, you would think, okay, would that be something that they would be worried about? But no, they overcame that. In fact, they got a game down here. Uh, on the other side, though, I thought going up to Canada for Vegas uh, was instrumental a little bit, uh, a factor, to say the least. And, uh, and so when you look at Tampa Bay traveling to New York, okay, you can mitigate that from a series standpoint uh, as far as Tampa Bay going up to Montreal. I mean, uh, playing in that environment, going on that long of a trip, I, I think kind of neutralizes if there was an angle there from a travel standpoint. Uh, and then also on top of that, you look at uh, what the public believes, too, from a Tampa Bay uh, prop standpoint, uh, player prop standpoint, uh, the series top goal goaler uh, 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 score uh, point uh, is plus 450. Uh, the Lightning top goal score, point plus 250. Uh, BetMGM has got some information that there's some liability right there, not only with point, but also with uh, Kucherov as well. Well, and I think with Kucherov, just not knowing his status, he's going to be out there. He was out there in game seven, uh, obviously for 16, 17 minutes, like we talked about, but not very effective. How is his injury now? He's had a couple days off, but... Uh, to, to the extent of that injury, is that something else that can be, can, can that, is it, is it pain or is it injury? Is that something that can be da more damage to yeah. it? And uh, as far as the Canadians, not that they're going to try to go and, and drill them in the back and get any cheap shots out there, but they're clearly going to be aware. They've seen that they know exactly somewhere on that upper body that he's kind of hurting, whether it's his shoulder or that, that back area, uh, it's upper body for sure in nature, but uh, are they going to be physical with them? Of course they are. I mean, this is the Stanley cup playoffs, right? And this is it now, and mm -hmm. they're going to be physical, and they've been physical throughout these, through, throughout all these series. They were really were able, especially that we we're talking about the the Canadians defensively, really able to neutralize the all the front line for the Vegas Golden Knights. We've only scored four goals, I believe, through the midst of those six games. A lot of it had to come from their defensemen having to jump the jump in and get involved in the scoring opportunities, and and were dominant in the power play, shut the Vegas Golden Knights out on their power. Play play Montreal's penalty kill was a, a clean 17 and 0 throughout those six games so and then you have Carey Price sitting on the back end these are just to me these are going to be very competitive games they're going to be very tight games and thinking about the emotion here if Kucherov is banged up yeah what well, you're talking about point out there plus 450 to be the top goal scorer how many more opportunities now because Kucherov is off I know that's a really deep team when you're talking mm -hmm. about the the four lines that Tampa is going to roll right. out there but yeah brain point being the top dog for them even Stan coast for that matter uh, who was not healthy last year and now gets himself in here being healthy for this Stanley Cup final this year uh, what is his his impact and opportunity is going to be especially with Kucherov being limited with his his upper body injury is what we'll yeah call. I mean great points I wonder if Montreal can contend with uh, the depth uh, of Tampa Bay because they didn't have that with uh, Vegas and certainly Vegas couldn't score either uh, penalty kill against Vegas who couldn't score is one thing uh, penalty kill against Tampa Bay who's dynamic yeah. uh, is another so we'll wait and see on that one but great insight there by you uh, James Salinas let's move on to the um, game five situation Clippers and Suns that's tonight uh, Phoenix leads the series three to one 
James, I got a line out here in Vegas right now. Phoenix uh, laying five and a half at home. 220, excuse me, 213 uh, is the total in this one. I see the Suns in a number of spots here, including BetMGM laying five. So it's ticking back. Numbers moving in favor of the Clippers. And I've been on the Clipper. I was on the Clippers in game one and two in Phoenix. I am not going to be on the Clippers tonight. I am okay. rolling with the Suns. I typically don't lay too many prices like this. We were talking about numbers and point spreads here, laying five points. But in this case, now with the Suns, this is their opportunity to close this series out. And they know they have the good from, and yes, that game four, if I didn't have, I, my action on it was a lot of lot of props and I actually really did incredibly well on the props in that game in game four. Betting against human achievement, Pritch, as we like to do. And <laughs> right. uh, there was no achievement in that game no. by any of those any of Some those people call it defense, James, but I, I think uh, everybody <laughs> yeah, just well. couldn't shoot the rock. <laughs> no, you know, that, that basket actually looked like, or especially because it wasn't like the shots were bad. Now, there were some really bad shots, some bricklayers out there, but there were some shots, a lot of them rattled around the mm -hmm. rim, in and out of that rim. It felt like at one point, that rim felt like one of those carnival rims. You went down to the old Eliches back in the day, <laughs> Pritch, where that, you know, the basketball was actually bigger than the rim oh, that you yeah. were shooting three mm -hmm. for a dollar here. That's what it felt <laughs> like. Uh, but I think about the Suns, and I look at Chris Paul coming back. Now he's had two games back under his belt. Did not shoot the ball well in either of those games, but he got the shots that he wanted. He got to be on on the point, he got to where he, you know, he likes to live along that free throw line extended, whether it's shooting those J's off the elbow or being able to roll, pick and roll. DeAndre Ayton has been spectacular in this series. Right. was really dominant in game four and definitely feeds off Chris Paul getting back out there, really getting great looks at the basket and those pick and rolls and lobs and, and you know, short J's that he gets in the paint. And I think here, Chris Paul, what I liked about with Chris Paul, even though he did not shoot the ball well at all in either of those two games since coming back from COVID protocol was he got the looks he wanted. He got to the spots on the floor that he wanted. And Devin Booker as well. Now, Devin Booker had the looks too. We know he's dealing with that broken face and and he had to wear the mask. He discarded the mask and got rid of that come second half in game four. Just, get, just you know, it's, it's such a hindrance when you're not used to playing with those, not only from having that on you and the sweat within it mm -hmm. and then the peripherals are really uh, limited, but also have to wear Patrick Beverly on him defensively everywhere <laughs> See, he can went. he get rid of Patrick Beverly I mean he can get rid of the mask but can he get rid of Beverly because I think that's the bigger problem right now yeah, it might be, but uh, I'm going to put my money on Devin Booker okay. and Patrick Beverly. Well, where am I going to go? Patrick Beverly, yeah, there's, and he's a good defender, and that's, right. uh, I'm not trying to, to clown on Beverly here saying he can't do it. He can do it, but to me, Booker's just a, uh, a tougher matchup because it's not just on, on Booker. Booker, it was on him in games one and two. He's got Chris Paul back now, mm -hmm. and they, he's the one that facilitates the offense. We know the pace of play definitely slows down Chris Paul on the floor, and they're going to run longer sets, and he's going to roll off those screens. And, and probe around that foul line extended looking for his shot or his teammates to get open looks. But when Chris Paul needs to either take the rest and or he'll rest on offense too on certain possessions where they'll just give it to Booker and Booker's going to facilitate and he'll go one-on-one. -on -one. That's the difference here. You've got the tandem of Paul and Booker back together now. A couple more games for Paul back. And he's got his competitive legs back under him now. He got the shots that he wanted but it doesn't all have to rely on Chris Paul. Neither does Booker have to carry the the load either they can trade off when they need to take some rest on offense let the other guys get after it and there and that's the difference to me here to me sitting here at five we've seen in phoenix throughout this play throughout the playoffs starting with the lakers series 
that place is rocking, and that mm -hmm. definitely has a home court advantage down there in Phoenix for that young, aside from the veteran presence of Chris Paul, it's a young team there in Phoenix, when they really feed off that home energy, and that place is going to be, uh, that place is going to be on fire tonight for the Suns team. It is going to be hot. It is going to be hopping down there. This is their opportunity to close this game out. And then the other side, Pritch, I mean, what do the Clippers have left? I know there's a lot of heart there, and they showed a lot of heart uh, in that Utah series, but they went against a bang up backcourt with Mitchell who was clearly just playing on one leg really hindered he got further and further away from the basket and Conley only played that last game was nowhere close to being 100% there uh, now you coming back and facing this backcourt here completely different matchup much more athletic are the Suns on their perimeter defense than what Utah was I think it's going to be a long road for the Clippers tonight I think the series not only this series but thinking about the Utah series the energy expended in mm -hmm. that series as well as the seven game series prior in in the first round of the playoffs against the Mavericks, a lot of energy expended on both sides of the floor. Now with no Kawhi Leonard, you've seen George, and he's had some really sensational games. Not so much in this series. He's really struggled to shoot the basketball, shooting the ball further and further away from the cup, too. I think he's. I think the legs are gone from him right now, and all of a sudden you're going to pick up. If we're thinking Paul George is going to get out there and get 30-plus tonight, all right, so be it. Tip my cap to you. I lost my bet. I'm rolling with the Suns, minus five. All right, minus five right there. I mean, you think about this possession type of series too or this game um, 89 uh, possessions per 48 minutes uh, that was the pace uh, last game uh, so I expect the intensity for the Clippers to increase if they can defensively uh, but they got to knock down shots like you mentioned the Suns probably a little bit more confident uh, in that era area right there James and also uh, when you look at the Suns uh, here's where the killer instinct probably kicks in too because okay we swept the Nuggets we should be rested uh, whereas what you just mentioned uh, the Clippers went through it uh, with their uh, series against Dallas and then Utah too so uh, we have to make sure we take advantage of that tonight absolutely yeah. it's going to be some tired legs out there I think <laughs> in particular for Paul George I'm all about the Suns they close it out going to the NBA finals after tonight all right key number five and a half out here in Vegas uh, shop around see if you can get anything uh, better than that or not uh, coming up next on the program uh, the development with Trey Young that injury the impact on this series uh, we're gonna have to go over these series odds and what we think uh, going forward between the Bucks uh, and the Hawks is coming up next Everybody, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app, stop by any MGM casino on the strip, and be sure to have that state-issued ID, open an account, start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love the technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. Physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem, 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas, your host today. 
Uh, James, the development uh, of Trey uh, Young and his injury, uh, a bone bruise, I'm sure he's stretched uh, or did some things to his ligaments too uh, with the sprain uh, situation right there. So uh, his reaction once he sat on the court for that long, as a former player told me, he was in some pain uh, and he got worried. Uh, so we talked about this a little bit earlier in terms of uh, can he play through the pain and how effective he's going to be. So when you look at the series right now, uh, the Bucks in five minus 120, the Bucks in six plus 250. Um, I'm not going to go over the, the Hawks right now. They got to get back into the series because the Bucks have taken back home court. Can't do it without Trey Young and yeah. can't do it without a healthy Trey Young. It's so unfortunate for Trey Young for the Atlanta Hawks. They're not the only team that's been dealing with this. There's, I mean, look what's left. They're basically, who's healthy limping into the play or limping into the finals and making it through each round? Really, it's been the healthier team getting through. Kind of think about the Clippers, no Kawhi Leonard. It's killer loss. And the Nets, I mean, so many teams, there's so many impactful superstar players going down to going down with injuries or coming into the playoffs with injuries. Injuries, and, you know, from that standpoint, it's very unfortunate here. Thinking about where this series goes now, yeah, probably. Yeah, we don't. The game doesn't start till tomorrow, so can do a little more homework on bone bruise. How how impactful is it going to be on some? Where is that bone bruise? <laughs> and for somebody like Trey Young, I mean, for he needs his he needs his legs under him. He's got a he's got that explosiveness, his bounce, uh, being able to to step back and create the shots, using his legs to shoot the basketball from 35 feet, which he does rather frequently as well, and knocks it down with yeah. plenty of confidence. He creates I, I too. Mean, the, the whole, well, and he creates because yeah. nobody else can create their shot on this team, right. Rich. There, no one else creates their shot. Like Gallo's the only one that creates <laughs> his shot, and this is because he'll put his back to the basket and try to overpower certain defenders. That's it. Nobody else is creating any other shots, not only for themselves, but for others as well. It's all on Trey Young. And unfortunate situation. Great ride for them. Yeah, it's a bone bruise. Yeah, you talked about it, how concerning he was. Maybe he thought maybe he did more damage. Did I break my ankle? Did I break mm -hmm. something down? You know, did I break in my foot, whatever that whatever that felt like, obviously a lot of pain and concern. He'll be out there. He's going to gut it out. That's he, that's what competitors do, and that's who he is. But nowhere close to 100% and just another casualty when it comes to injuries through the NBA playoffs. Yeah, you know what? I think the uh, the Bucks uh, stepped up, too. They carved out their uh, role players. Uh, Holiday is one of them. Look, I, I, I know you can score 30, but we don't need 30. We, we got Middleton, who seems to be in rhythm, uh, and we have Giannis, the Greek freak out there. So you D up, and you certainly have that mentality, and he did. And, and I think when the Bucks have done, since the Bucks have done that, James, to be honest with you, uh, carving out the roles, because superstars, they're going to score the points. That's why they're superstars, uh, and they're going to be consistent that way. Uh, but carve out those roles for other players so they know what their job is, responsibilities are as well. And therefore, okay, now you have that cohesion uh, and the Bucks to me start they're starting to look the part in terms of uh, getting to the NBA finals. Yeah, well, and couple that with Trey Young's injury. You talked about Middleton there. Well, Drew Holiday and his defense. Yeah, that's what he on the ball defense, being able to be pesky on, on opposing guards and put pressure on the ball. That's what he can do. He's not shooting the ball well, hasn't really shot the ball well mm -hmm. throughout the playoffs. Shot well in the first couple games in the series, not last night, but exerting more energy on the defensive end. And absolutely that's what we need you to do right now because of the matchup that we're dealing with with Trey Young and this Hawks offense. Chris Middleton, there was a siding last night. Well, good. <laughs> for him he finally did show up decide to show up for this series for milwaukee right. but 
you know, consider what he was, who he was working against too. I mean, the the Hawks right now, no DeAndre Hunter. Mm-hmm. He's their best on-ball defender, perimeter defender when it comes to length, being able to guard multiple positions on the floor. I mean, right now, Chris Middleton's able to take advantage of a Bogdan Bogdanovich who's got one leg. He's clearly not healthy with that bad his bad knee. And then Kevin Herter, he six. What is he six seven? A buck ninety. Just lower your shoulder, get into space, mm-hmm. create space, create contact. You can get your jump shot off of him anytime. There's times I saw. I saw Gallo. That was their option to put Gallo on to Middleton. That was their best defensive option to few possession as well. Yeah. He's just taking advantage right now of a depleted Hawks team injury-wise, not only with Hunter, but now with Trey Young being banged up. If I was going to do it, probably looking at series to close in five, minus 120 in favor of the Bucs. Yeah, I mean, looking at minus 1,600 for them to win the series, too expensive, but minus 120 uh, for the Bucks to win in five. Running out of options out there in Atlanta. I like how you put that. Uh, coming up next, James, uh, we're going to travel to the National Football League. Uh, some interesting uh, developments out there with the Cleveland Browns going from a team that people hated to a team that people might like uh, going into this year's season. That's coming up next. Baseball season is in full swing, so it's the perfect time to work on cashing tickets every day. Our VSIN experts give you all the tools to make the most of every baseball bet, including the live odds and analysis for every game on vsin.com slash MLB and our daily members only best bet emails. Now is the time to start your free trial and take advantage of all the betting opportunities this baseball season at vsin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas, your host today. Uh, James, the National Football League, uh, this is unique to me. Uh, we're the Cleveland Browns. Uh, this organization stunk for a long time. And uh, now it's everybody's darling uh, because of the turnaround. Uh, and give credit to uh, the organization. Uh, give credit to Stefanski, certainly. Um, but then also give credit to Baker Mayfield, I think. And so uh, Mary Kay Cabot uh, of Cleveland.com, uh, Baker Mayfield's camp and the Browns have not even exchanged contract extension proposals yet. Uh, so that might be surprising to some people that are looking to back um, the Cleveland Browns this year. So full disclosure, my agent is Baker Mayfield's agent. Uh, he's been my agent ever since uh, I got into the National Football League way back in 1991. Jack Mills uh, out there in Boulder, Colorado. So I know Tom. I know Jack very well. Uh, they're going to wait this out because you have the other situation with the other quarterbacks. Uh, with Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, who was drafted in the same year, same draft class, uh, they have not extended those contracts yet either. So it's a waiting game. So to me, it's nothing to be concerned about at this point. What do you think? And it's also, this isn't his last year of his contract. They picked up the fifth year of his contract for 2022. So it's not like he's going in last year of his contract, lame duck status in this case. Now, that would definitely be weighing over your head, knowing if you didn't have that extension and you're going into your last year of your current contract. That's not the case here. That fifth-year option was picked up for Baker Mm -hmm. Mayfield. So from that perspective, too, yeah, it's a waiting game. Let's see what the market is going to pay for those contract extensions for the rest of the draft class uh, that he 
rolled in there with and think there's going to be some big paydays coming out oh, yeah. at some point here, you know, within the next handful of months. You know how that works, Pritch. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a waiting game. It's all about we, – we shop for prices, right, mm-hmm. when we're talking about sports betting here. Well, they're shopping, seeing what the market bears out there when it comes to uh, these young quarterbacks. So, yeah, for me, as far as what that means for the Browns going forward into 2021, I don't have any concerns. With it. No, no concerns at all either because Baker is the type of guy who's going to bet on himself anyway. Uh, so if they go back to the playoffs, if they go deep in the playoffs this year, then his payday is going to be there. But what you just said, though, is the insurance policy. He has a fifth-year option. Uh, Cleveland has already exercised that. So uh, even though he's Tier 3, not Tier 2, uh, like Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen are, their they're, uh, tender's a little bit higher because they made the Pro Bowls, obviously. And you, so you look at Lamar Jackson as a, a MVP player, too. So um, the, the starting point uh, is going to be interesting, but the finishing line uh, with those contracts, nothing to be concerned about in my eyes either. Uh, the win total 10.5 uh, with the Cleveland Browns uh, clowning. Uh, look to be full speed during mini camps too. So uh, questions about their defense, uh, certainly their uh, reconstructed defense, uh, may be answered with Clowney. Well, you just mentioned the key word, reconstructed defense, mm-hmm. reconstructed knees, reconstructed body for poor Jadavian <laughs> Clowney and terrific talent, but his knees are shy. He's banged up. So, yeah, he might look good now, full speed, where there's no contact and no one's banging on you. And you know, and, and you know full well how knees are. You're going to have really good days. And then you're going to have setbacks where you have really bad days with your knee. And that's just, we've seen that for, for Clowney just due to so many injuries that he sustained. And uh, to me, I, I like the Browns this season. Okay. It has nothing to do with the move, with bringing Jadavion Clowney onto that team. I don't know if they get any, anything that they honestly, anything that they get out of him is just going to be gravy. That's just going to be a bonus because you talk about reconstructing the defense. I really like what the Browns have done aside from Jadavion Clowney, the offseason moves they made in free agency going out in the you know they really needed to shore their defensive back you know the safety position as well as corner too they got John Johnson Troy Hill coming over like those guys uh, and Malik Jackson don't forget they got Malik Jackson they That's brought right. him in and I think Malik Jackson he he still he has the ability to pro- provide some pass rush push up the middle, and then he's also going to have a presence in that locker room. This is a guy who's been there and done that. He was a key contributor on that Denver Broncos defense that won the Super Bowl back in 2015. So just his presence alone in that locker room, this is what it looks like to – this is what championship – caliber uh, preparation looks like from a standpoint on the defensive side and then bringing that veteran presence there who's who's won a Super Bowl and still has some game left and can provide some push and so you got to keep that interior that offensive line honest when you're talking about Garrett Mills on on the other or Garrett Miles Garrett on Miles the other Garrett. side and then yeah maybe maybe Clowney if he does anything he may be good for a game here or a game there but ultimately I really like what they've done plus uh, and then they went number one and number two in the draft with defensive players at court corner and at the linebacker position. So definitely an upgrade defensively than what we saw last year for the Browns. Absolutely. Uh, with these players, Malik Jackson, you mentioned him. So Joe Woods is the defense coordinator out there. And obviously he was a defensive backs coach uh, when the Broncos was winning that Super Bowl. Uh, so familiarity there. Uh, all those defensive moves to me uh, implies that they want to take heat off of Miles Garrett. He's going to be the playmaker up front. Uh, but the versatility too, James, to go from a four-man front to a three-man front or seven-man front at times, too, uh, really intriguing to me. Uh, to win the AFC, they're plus 850 uh, right now, James. Uh, to win the AFC North, they're plus 150. 
Yeah, and thinking about Woods, sometimes those fronts, he likes to do a lot of that four-two-five sometimes. Yeah. So now does he have the personnel that comes in that can do that? I think he does. That's why they've re they've reconstructed that defense the way they have. So that's different looks that your that opposing offenses are going to have to prepare for with Woods and now the caliber of talent that they have on that defensive side for the Browns. But as far as the the Wintel, I mean, I, I I think this to me, looking at some of the the props or the bets that are out there, not only the win total, but as far as being able to make the playoffs, yeah, I think they're. they're they're going to make the playoffs in my mind because they're going to win the AFC North. To me, they are the best, most complete team in the AFC North on both sides of the football. I love what they've done on the offensive line. To me, it's the best run-blocking offensive line in the National Football League. And then here you have Chubb back there as well as Hunt, too, can spell some carries and catch the ball out of the backfield, banging on you, banging on you. And then now OBJ coming back in. If he can get his mind right, if his knee's right, <laughs> get his mind right to really buy into the identity of what this offense is going to be for the Browns, I think there's plenty of opportunities for him to get some single coverage because that running game is so good that he's going to be able to make some some big plays down the field in the passing game too, taking pressure off of Baker Mayfield with the running game. Really like where the Cleveland Browns are at. Yeah. I don't know if I'm quite ready to say they're ready to win the AFC plus 850, but as far as winning the AFC North plus 150, I'm all about that action right there. All right, I love that. Uh, I tell you what, there's enough alphas in that locker room to keep OBJ in check though, you think? <laughs> There's plenty of leadership. I like yeah. the leadership that's on this team, too, starting with Stefanski setting and right. cleaning cleaning house last year as far as resetting the culture there and all the damage control that had to go on with the Browns for the last few years prior to him coming over. Yeah, Stefanski, the win coach of the year, 12-1. to 1. He's a favorite, too, uh, with all those players right there. I mean, that'll help your chances of winning coach of the year. Get great players, uh, win a championship. There you go, 12-1 to 1 for Stefanski. Coming up next, Lou Finicaro. Uh, he joins the program, Point Spread Weekly Contributor. He's next. without fear on your favorite sports with a risk-free first wager up to $600 at BetMGM. Just sign up using bonus code VSEN600 and get in the game with the king of sportsbooks. It's promo code VSEN600 to make your first bet risk-free up to $600. It's a new customer offer paid and free bets. Uh, visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. Located in Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Washington, D.C., Virginia, or West Virginia. Excludes Michigan. Dissociated persons, please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, and Washington, D.C., 1-800-270-7117 for help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa and Tennessee. Call or text the red line, 800-889-9789 in Indiana. Call 1-800-9WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, your host from Vegas, your other host, James Salinas, is in Denver. I'm happy to bring on to the program right now Lou Finicaro, Point Spread Weekly contributor. Lou, how are you? Doing great, guys. Happy to share some time with you this afternoon. 
Happy to have you. Um, now, you surprised me today. You know, we got the Stanley Cup playoffs. We're going to get to that, too. But um, college baseball, the College World Series. Um, you're all about this game a little bit, or this matchup anyway. You got Vandy versus Mississippi State, the Battle of the SEC again here uh, in the College World Series. Um, where are you going with this College World Series? I, th I think you're going to have a really competitive three-game series. Uh, they played in April in Vandy. Vandy won two of three, but the one game that Mississippi State won, they beat Jack Leiter, uh, scoring four runs off of them and, and uh, having him run. So uh, Mississippi State, by the fact that they've been there three straight times, this is their 11th appearance. They've never won it. They're very competitive. They used to come playing gorilla ball and hitting home runs. Now they use four or five pitchers a game and manufacture runs, but they play great defense, try and uh, pitch well. Yeah. And I think I think they're a great uh, potential threat. Uh, Vandy, on the other hand, is the Goliath. They come with two pro pitchers, uh, Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter. And if they throw those two at them, most people think that they're going to get those wins. Yet, in the College World Series, Aces have had a history of sometimes struggling. Leiter uh, was beat in his first outing. Uh, and I, I also think that the Vanderbilt psyche, how they arrived to this game is, is a little bit interesting with the uh, forced forfeiture, mm -hmm. excuse me, of North Carolina State. So uh, with all that being said, I think Mississippi State as an underdog for the series would be where I would go knowing that you're going to be the underdog. You're probably going to have some crowd in your favor and you're going to see three or four pitchers every night for Mississippi State to try and slay this dragon. So, Lou, I wanted to ask you about this and dig a little deeper into this series. We know it's, in a sense, it's Vandy is the, they are the defending champions from two years ago. Obviously, no College World Series due to COVID last year. But you, you mentioned Leiter and you mentioned Rocker, too. But, you know, it's, it's for, for the most part, it's not the same team that we saw two years ago that won the title, that what's coming into this one in 2021, as far as Mississippi State is concerned. You talked about the pitching matchups here and thinking how deep the pitching is. How they, I think they set the NCAA record for strikeouts per nine innings this year. So it's a very deep pitching staff. Thinking about game one tonight and then getting back involved with the series. Right now, it's about $1.90-ish for this series, as well as for game one tonight. Do you have, you thinking about Mississippi State for the series, what about for this particular game in game one where you're still getting a good dog price on Mississippi State? Uh, they're going to have to win one of the first two games, and it looks like Rocker's scheduled for the third game. So, it, you know, it's really up to one or another. But if I'm going to side with Mississippi State, I'm going to take them in game one, and I'm going to take them for the series and try and gain advantage from the first pitch. Yeah, that familiarity too, uh, Lou, from an SEC standpoint. Um, uh, even though they have the flamethrowers on the mound for Vandy, I mean, uh, those pro prospects right there, you would think Mississippi State, even as a dog, uh, that confidence because of the familiarity aspect. Mississippi State has won numerous games in this uh, playoff season by one run. They're the cardiac kids, mm -hmm. and, and a lot of teams that win in Omaha get there that way. And I don't think Vandy uh, should really be as big a favorite price-wise as we're seeing right now. 
So let's talk about Price and let's talk about Carey Price and the Montreal Canadiens rolling into game one into the Stanley Cup finals into Tampa Bay tonight to take on the defending champions lightning. Now that that number that as far as the series price, it's it's kind of been fluctuating it. There was a lot of buyback early on the Canadians dropped down to somewhere plus uh, 200 plus even 190. So a lot of money coming back early on the Canadians. Now I'm seeing some buyback coming back on Tampa uh, for the series. Where are you at with the series for Tampa and the Canadians? And then how do you see game one playing out this evening? Um, you know, through numerous uh, appearances on Visa and over the last month, I've been buying Tampa for the cup as an underdog at various stages uh, whenever there was a plus number. So going into this with Tampa at, at a huge plus number, now, uh, when that uh, series price came out, I saw at least uh, I was shopping at the Westgate, their opener, uh, plus 230. I, I was surprised. I thought that was a little high, honestly, uh, being a little disrespectful to Montreal. But that being said, the criteria for winning the cup, I think, uh, is fulfilled in Tampa Bay. I don't think they're satisfied with the way they won it last year and the fact that there's an asterisk because of COVID. I think they still have this chip. And what I mentioned on numerous appearances, uh, Tampa has speed, they have depth, they have experience, all those are their advantage. And they also have Vasilevsky. And in this series, Vasilevsky and, I'm, and Price, I think, will maybe cancel out, but I do give the advantage to the younger man and the man with the better team around him I won't make this a Price versus Vasilevsky. It's not fair to Price, but Tampa should be the favorite. And I think that if you want an advantage in this uh, series and in game one, I think you might look at Montreal. Tampa's lost game ones over the course of their last 10 years, often only to come back in game two and win. They're off a big emotional game seven against the Islanders. And it's reasonable to think that Montreal feeling disrespected can come in there and compete, especially at the strength of Carey Price. So I would probably have you look at Montreal game one, and if they can win, the price on Tampa gets much more attractive. You know, Lou, uh, James and I we were talking about that earlier. This might be the opportunity to back uh, the Canadians game one uh, out here in Vegas, uh, plus 180. Uh, for a lot of the reasons you mentioned and then additional reasons, too, um, you know, this is a hot hockey team. It, like, they went through the regular season not playing very well, obviously, but they qualified for the playoffs uh, and took it to another level. Uh, you mentioned the goalies canceling each other out, which I agree with you on as well. Um, I, I just wonder... You know, from a Canadian standpoint, uh, they're Cinderella. Like, like that's how I'm kind of formulating my thoughts anyway. Um, and, and so that chance for this opportunity in game one. Uh, but can they build on that, though? Can this hot hockey team still uh, be able to maybe get game one against uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning and then build on that in the series? They have to if they, they want to win. And all those kids from the time they were in diapers have been dreaming about this. Yeah. So we know we're going to get that effort from the Canadians. The issue is, is when it, we get to the third line and the fourth line, the horses are different there, Mike. Mm -hmm. and, and it's a different quality of line that Tampa's throwing out there against this Canadians team. 
Lou, what about Kucherov's status? He did play in Game 7 against the Islanders, and we saw the hit that he took in early in his first shift in that Game 6 in Nassau against New York. And If he's not going to be, I, he, I think he's clearly nowhere close to 100%, but his effectiveness out there on the ice, does that give you any trepidation knowing that as this is going to be a grind of a series, Montreal is going to be very aware of that upper body injury is what we're calling it for Kucherov. Does that have any any concern for you for Tampa as this series, not only for game one, but as the series progresses? Well, Kucherov, such a fantastic player. You have to say yes to that question. But that being said, it's the Tampa depth that can overcome one missing piece. Um, the fact that he's banged up puts him in line with every other player on that ice. They're all banged up this time of year, and we're going to find out those injuries two weeks after each of these teams' season ends. But they're all banged up, and nobody's feeling sorry for each other. They're just putting the tape on and going out and skating. And so uh, Montreal has to find a way to stay involved. I can say that in 11 games uh, that they've scored two goals in, or more, they're 11 and 0. So Tampa needs to negate the amount of goals, and Montreal needs to not only score first, but try and score too. But that's the only way Montreal can win. If we get a, a game that's six, seven goals, that's going to be a Tampa Bay kind of game. And because Montreal has to play one way and win one way, and Tampa can play any way and win any way, I have to regard them as the legitimate favorite. Maybe just not as premium as we're seeing on the pricing right now yeah we're looking at a total of five the over minus 125 the under my uh, plus 105 right there and game one stanley cup finals lou uh, as always a pleasure to have you on the program thanks a lot for your time thanks so much for having me on guys and good luck to everybody good luck to you as well the great lou finicaro uh, point spread weekly uh, contributor you can follow him on twitter at gam lou james uh, wow, this series uh, just got real for me. The Canadians game one, I might, might, I might have to back them at plus 180 now. I think Lou and I are thinking the same way. Yeah. We talked about it, right? The emotion that was put into it and the, and the physicality that was put into the seven-game series against the Islanders. Tough to turn back around, turn the light switch back up and say we're going to have the same level of intensity that we did in that game seven. That's where I think we'll get involved. Bet on Montreal game one, get much better prices on the series price for Tampa Bay after game one. All right, that'll do it for hour number one. Hour number two starts right after this. Uh, more betting across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.